Hello and welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters and today I have a real treat. It's an interview with a young lady called Shanti Hersherson, who is 15 years old and she has published more than 10 books. I'm really excited to share this with you. We dig into her process, how she comes up with so many stories and her passion for writing. All this and more in the Choosing Happy podcast. Hello and welcome to the Choosing Happy podcast. I'm Heather Masters and today I'm really excited to be interviewing a young, talented author, Shanti Hershenson. She's published more than 10 books before the age of 14 and I'm really curious to hear more about her and her story. Hello, Shanti. Hi, thank you for having me. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your writing journey began? Yeah, so I wrote my first book when I was 12 years old. It's actually one of these behind me. I'm not sure if it's in view. And really, I just started writing that first novel as a way to escape from reality during the pandemic. And what ended up happening is as I was writing it, I was doing so much research on like, well, what can I do with this once it's done? Because I didn't really want to write something if I wasn't going to do anything with it because I really was super committed to this novel. I was writing every single day. I was developing these characters and I decided that I could go into self-publishing and I did so much research. And then by the time that book was done, it was actually so long. It had to be split into three books and it took a really long time to edit. It was this whole thing. Um, but I had wow. this like skill set where I could go, you know, publish my works. Then while that book was being edited, I ended up actually writing a shorter series and publishing those books. And just from there, I haven't stopped writing. Wow. So that means you've published the 10 books in two years, virtually. Yeah, almost. Oh, wow. wow. Can you tell us about that, that first set of books, the, the ideas behind it? And, and as you said... It was during the pandemic. So, so what were the, what were the influences you were drawing on? So it's really interesting because I wasn't super conscious about it. But if I go back and reread Biome Walk, which was that first book, it does have a lot of elements of being like isolated and kind of alone and also really trying to figure out who you are amid those themes because the characters were 13. I was around, I think I was like 12 to 13 um, by the time that book was done because I finished. There's a fourth book in that series. It's not out yet. Yeah. Actually, the third book's not out either. Um, and I finished that the summer between seventh and eighth grade. And it's even still like there's like those little elements. Now I'm in 10th grade and uh, my books are like, I think I've noticed my characters are a lot older now too. Although recently I did actually write. So I've written a couple books that have younger characters as well. Um, but really with all the books that I write, particularly those older ones, if you go back, you can see the kind of things that I was going through while I wrote those books. And that's what's so interesting about it. Because while I wasn't really aware of it, I was still kind of putting a lot of my own feelings into the books. So can you tell us some of the themes that are the core themes of those books? Of course. So there's a lot of um, isolation, a lot of feeling alone. There's also some there's a lot of like little elements of like bullying in those books which i was unfortunately going through at the time okay. there's um there's a lot there's a lot of like you know the teenagers particularly trying to find themselves and like figure out all this stuff like first relationship you know like little first crushes everything like that 
and it's really fun for me because by unlockable it you know overall it was this alien invasion book that was like super action-packed but if you really look at it there's also a lot of themes that middle schoolers could relate to yes so did you take your characters you said alien invasion <laughs> quite interesting i think yeah. we're probably going to have one of those uh, did you take them on a um what type of journey were they on i i know you said that you know they're finding themselves in relationships um what was the type of journey your your hero took overall it was they were hard to explain because the like main plot of biomlock is they're traveling because they think that there's this biome that can help them get free of their like you know the captivity the aliens forced them to live in so it's like it's really you know the adventures that they go on as they're trying to reach this biome and um they may or may not eventually reach it but on the way they meet new people they have all of these crazy things happen to them they have battles they have arguments and it really shows how the relationships between these characters develop you know a lot of these characters maybe don't like each other that much maybe some of them you know are closer than others so it's really like this you know group of how i can't remember how many it was on the top of my head it's been a while since <laughs> i've written a biomlock book with all oh, those yeah. people it was probably around you know six to ten you know kids maybe i say kids but they were some of them were like 13 and there were older ones who were like in their 20s and they just become this huge like family and um it was really interesting to write because, of course, for me, it was only one book, but now it's three separate books where they just kind of, their relationships grow, but really, you know, from start to finish, they just, they have this, like, beautiful bond. Excellent. So what inspired you? I, I know you said, you know, the, the, the pandemic and, and the issues around the pandemic, but in terms of looking at alien invasions and biomes where where did that side the fantasy side come from what inspired that so much well biomlock was not originally supposed to be an alien invasion book that was something as i was planning i kind of figured out like i'm trying to remember that because there was this one day where i read sat down and i started figuring everything out with that book and what i remember very vividly was that I wasn't originally going to do an alien invasion book. It was going to be this like fantasy book where this like new kind of rogue country invades this other, you know, fantasy like land. And it just didn't work for me. Like I couldn't make it work in a complete high fantasy world. Instead, I was like, you know, this would be much easier if it was aliens and the aliens are going to make the humans live captive. And that's just what worked for me. That was when I clicked and I was like, okay, I can actually write this. This is a much better plot. In terms of the living separate in biomes, which is always going to be the plot line, that actually yeah. came from a game of Minecraft I played uh, in which right. um, there's this Minecraft map and I do not remember what it's called, who made it or even like where you can find it. But it's like, basically they just built these. It was an art piece where they just built these biomes. Mm. But I thought, you know, this looks like separate biomes. And I was like, this could be a jail. And, um, I remember thinking, you know, this could be a good story. And I kept it in the back of my head. And then now I wrote a book where it was, I was like loosely inspired by that map. Right. So, so before you started writing, did you have any sort of inkling that that's what you wanted to do at some point in your life or was it? Yeah, I'd definitely. I'd say writing is always something I've really wanted to do. 
Uh, I have memories of being really little and creating these like short stories. I remember after I was done with all my homework, I would just love to create things. I would love to create new worlds and new characters. And I have so many, like probably hundreds of little like pieces I've made. They're all in my garage. I'm thinking of actually going back and turning some of them into children's books because it's hard to like, you know, not do anything with those. So many of them are just so interesting to me. And, um, I do have a like a memory of being maybe in like fourth or fifth grade. And I was like, I'm going to write a book. And I failed. I just could not do it. And I remember thinking, well, you know, one day, maybe when I'm older and I'm going to have a completely different job, but like, I'm going to try to write at least one book because that would be pretty cool. And of course, um, I think I already achieved that goal. <laughs> I think you have definitely. You've, I, you know, when, when I, talk to writers you you have so much confidence in your writing that that just comes across um and in the stories that you're trying to tell and i i meet so many writers who have so so good, you know really good ideas and works and progress but they don't have the confidence to take that next step into like as you said into self publishing and really wanting to get it out in the world so where does that drive come from if you if you knew Hmm. That's a really good question. I'd say it really just kind of, I mean, my opinion on it is it's like, you know, the main thing that kind of prevents writers from like publishing is just they're afraid and they're afraid of getting their book out there. They're afraid of showing it to people. And I published my first book when I was so young that I didn't really think about that very much. I didn't have yeah, the kind of yeah. doubts that like older writers who have been told a bunch more times like, oh, you can't do this. Oh, your writing is bad. Because with my first books, like no one ever told me. I mean, I, you know, of course, I kind of think like, oh, you know, my first books weren't so great because I was like 12 years old when I wrote them. So, but no one yeah. ever told me like, oh, you know, this book is awful. Oh, you shouldn't do this. So really, all I got was like really good constructive feedback. And that caused me to not be afraid because I didn't mm. have those doubts yet because, you know, you aren't born with doubts. Other people give you them. So Very at 12 true. years old, I didn't have any of those fears. So I was just like, oh, this book is going to be extremely successful because that's genuinely what I, what I believed because I was a kid. And of course, that book, it wasn't massively successful, but it did pretty well. And my other books have done pretty well. And really, I just kind of threw it out there and did my marketing because I didn't have the fears that most people did. Of course, then, you know, you'll get one or two negative reviews and you have to kind of learn to like cope with that. But I've gotten so much better at dealing with like, you know, the occasional negative review that you get because every author gets one. And really, it's just okay. like it's a rite of passage. Yes. Yes. Not everybody yeah. likes the same things. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the self-publishing process. I mean, that's that's quite a, a journey of learning, isn't it? Um, could you tell yeah. us a little bit? about that for those who might be considering wanting to go the self-publishing route? So let's see. I have a lot of like kind of tips and stuff in terms of self-publishing. For me, you know, I get asked a lot like, oh, well, would you, you know, want to traditionally publish? And of course, like maybe in the future, I think self-publishing is really great for people who are trying to build a platform because the sad truth is like with traditional publishing, it's hard to like get published if no one knows who you are. And of course, the only way to really, you know, make a name for yourself as an, as an author is either like you're famous on social media or already be a famous author. 
And with self-publishing, there's not that extreme kind of, you know, like, oh, you can't do this if you're not, you know. So really just, yeah, I think self-publishing is great for anyone who wants to start building a platform. And that's what I'm doing. I'm really trying to build my platform as much as possible. And um, it's really like, it's really working for me because now I do have a lot of social media followers, but I also have, you know, I'm also established in other ways and that I already, you know, I have my books out, I have interviews, I have like all this cool stuff. So you're, you're building your platform. Where, where are you, your platforms at the moment? So my main platform right now is TikTok. And a lot of people are kind of surprised by that. But really, TikTok has been great for me because I can really connect with my audience. Mm-hmm. Um, although I say my books can be read by everyone, my main, on- my main audience is, of course, people around my age and teenagers because I write books that I would want to read and I know other people would want to read, too. And of course, yeah. Instagram is another, I also, you know, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram too. And Instagram is pretty good with connecting, you know, to teenagers, but TikTok is even better because there are far more teenagers. Like I think the majority is much, you know, higher on TikTok than it is on Instagram. So I can really just post videos about my writing process, about who I am, about my books. And it's much more common that people who would read the books are the ones who see the video as opposed to like Instagram where it's a little more different. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you use uh, Twitch or anything like that, or is that? A... I don't, but I've been thinking about it. <laughs> it's it's funny. I've I've avoided Twitch for you know. Obviously, I'm much older, and it's a it's a younger person's platform, mainly a gaming platform. But um, I'm kind of being encouraged by seeing cause there's a big shift in the, the the nature of people going onto Twitch now. So that's quite interesting. Yeah, it's definitely worth a thought. Yeah. Yeah, and and TikTok is interesting as well because I think now more of the traditional online marketers are starting to use TikTok. It's it's sort of broken the barrier as well, and as you say, it's perfect for your audience. So. Yeah. Um. So you 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 go on to it's mainly videos that you do. Do you um do you have a newsletter or do you have a blog or anything like that? As well? I do. I don't use them as much, but I'm hoping to revamp them around the release of my next book. And is the blog on your site or it's just where could people contact, um, have a look if they wanted to look for your blog as well? So um, you can just look on my website. There should be the blog tab. I really have not written much of anything, if anything, on it. Actually, I'm not sure if there's still stuff on there. It's been a while. (laughs) I do occasionally will post like early, like, you know, previews of like books. So you can like read the first, um, the prologue and the first chapter of the book I have coming out next month. Um, And... I believe sometimes I post like release schedules so you can see like, you know, what's coming next as of right now. All right. And you were saying that you post about your creative process, your writing process. Can you share a little bit of that? So I have a very strange writing process. I'm sure there are a bunch of other authors that write this way. Um, And this is really how I can write so many books as I'm always writing a book and I'm always editing a book at the same time. And what I do is I, when I'm writing a book, I you know, go through, I tend to not outline very much. Again, it really depends on the book. There are some books where I know like everything that's going to happen. Other books, I'm just completely winging it and seeing where it goes. And once I'm done with that first draft of the book, I don't immediately go back and edit. I take a break and I write another book. And of course, you know, I'm always editing a book too. And then once I'm done writing that other book, I'll think about, or I'm finishing, or I finish editing a book. Then I'll think about moving that book that I just finished into my editing spot, if that makes any sense. And I have yeah. different books in different stages of editing. 
sometimes it's like I'll be currently editing like the second draft of a book and I'll be doing the final round of editing on like the fifth draft. So sometimes I have two editing projects at once. Um, But really, I'm also always writing a brand new book. And that's kind of also how I keep myself motivated because I don't like being stuck on the same project for super long. And what really helps is if I have, you know, like a whole new thing I'm working on too to keep me excited about the process. That's a that's really good advice because um, anytime I've tried to write anything of great length, once I get to the editing, you just I get stuck. Really, that's where I get stuck. So yeah, it's great advice to move on to the next one and come back. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Um, you said um, five drafts. What's how many how many editing drafts do you averagely do? It depends on the book. I'd say so. Um, the book I have behind me. That one, it was, it's very complicated because first off, um, there are five drafts of the novel version. And then I also, before before that book was a novel, I wrote it as a screenplay. And that screenplay had, I believe, about four or five drafts as well. It had that first draft. It had one draft where I went through in pen and just edited through. Another one where I added those edits and, you know, figured out anything else another one where I read through in another one because there was a lot of like you know little story things I wanted to change with that book you know that one but then once I wanted to turn it into a novel there was the first draft of the novel um there was a second draft that was on paper and I just like marked it up a third draft where like I added the markup and then I also you know like found a bunch more errors that I didn't catch on paper and then there was another draft where I read through that and like you know, with an, with an editor and really cleaned it up. And then another draft where I went yeah. through and did my like whole final read through. So overall, that story has had like 10 drafts and 10 different versions. Of wow. It. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And do you use an external editor? Do you hire anyone to help you with this process? Or Yeah, I have a writing coach who helps me with like my final rounds of editing because I, you know, it's so important for authors to have mm. like a second pair of eyes. Because what I find, especially, is like when I'm reading through multiple times, I don't. It's harder for me to catch stuff because I'm skimming over it because I already know what's going to happen. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and how do you know? How do you decide that it's ready to publish? Typically, I'd say it's ready to publish when I don't want to look at it anymore. And again, <laughs> that happens at like varying points. Um, right now I have a backlog of books. So I have one fully completed book that's already been sent to our creators and it's getting great feedback and it's going to come out next month. I have another book that's in the final round of editing and that book I have a release date for, but I'm not allowed to share it yet. Um, and then I have like an idea. I think I know which book is going to go through the editing, like rounds of editing next. And then I kind of like have an idea of when that book's going to release. Really, I have a backlog where hopefully by the time that, you know, the book that I have coming out in um, December, which is that the the book after the one that I have coming out, if that makes any sense. Hopefully (laughs) by then I'll have another book that's like almost done. And then really just kind of, you know, I have all these completed books that I know when to release. So um, you're self-publishing. How how do you? do that in terms of is it through sort of amazon how who do you use for printing who do you use for art how do you get that practical side done yeah so i self-publish through kindle direct publishing and ingram spark 
I um, use both for different reasons. I typically use Ingram Spark for my hardcovers, and then I use um, KDP for my paperbacks and ebooks. Um, for cover design, I hire a variety of different cover designers. I love working with new people. Um, typically, I have a couple designers that I hire for multiple projects. Otherwise, I just really, you know, I look online. Maybe I find a designer on Instagram whose covers I think are beautiful. Maybe there's um, another author's blog where they're talking about like their cover designer. And then I'll look and mm. I'll check out the prices and I'll see what's affordable and I'll see how I like their art. And then I'll just, you know, send them an email. Um, because really, I think also having, you know, like, you know, fresh new collaborations is really helpful. And it's also helpful just for building relationships in the industry. Because, yeah. you know, the more people I work with, the more connections I have and the more people I can contact if I need anything. Do you ever collaborate on your writing? Have you worked with any other writers or have you looked at I doing that? I haven't yet. I think, um, you know, two different, two people writing one book can be so difficult. But I do think it's something I would be interested mm. in doing in the future. Because, you know, in some ways, you know, doing everything on my own can be pretty difficult. And then having two authors to promote a book is probably super, like, fun. And also just getting the experience of working with other people is so important. Yeah, I, that was going to be the other question, really. How, how much do you work with? You say you, you work with the, the artists and you've got the writing coach. Um, are there other people that you work with in the, in the writing process? Not really. For the most part, it's like <laughs> all me, um, especially the marketing process is I send all of my own email and I have to reach out to so many people. And I, my, my website, like I designed that. And that can be difficult because, you know, all of that, like I don't, it's not even that I like really need any help, but it's just like, it can be really overwhelming sometimes. And how do you fit it in? Because you're, you still have school, don't you? So how do you yeah. fit all of that in? I honestly like the way I do it. And I was just talking about this on a podcast yesterday is I write down everything I need to do and I treat it all the same. For example, um, if I have homework, I kind of consider it's like, oh, well, my writing is kind of like my homework too. I need to do it. And that really kind of, you know, so it's not like I'm prioritizing my homework over my writing. Sometimes I do tend to prioritize my writing over my homework, but I do, I get, I get pretty good grades. So I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. And um, with marketing, I just add it into my to-do list and I figure out how long everything is going to take. And if I think it's going to take like too long, then I will um, kind of, you know, reorganize it. I'll maybe I'll do the shorter things first or I'll do the really, like the most important things. I just make sure that I have everything done by the time I go to bed. Wow. And the marketing, uh, could you share a little bit about how you market books? Yeah, of course. I do a lot of different things for marketing. I have, um, what I do is I tend to have this whole sheet written out where I like write deadlines for myself. It's like, you need to do this by this day. And on this day, we're going to do this for marketing. And I, I tend to split my marketing into three different steps. The first is like the pre-release where it's everything I need to make sure that the book is going to be successful by the time it comes out. I, um, that's like, I tend to, you know, reach out to like newspapers. I, you know, find arc readers. I make a lot of social media posts. I try to set up things for the release. Then the release is again a lot of social media posts and press, but it's also you know like email promos and newsletter stuff, and um, like entering. But I guess entering book awards kind of counts more in like the pre. But it's also in the like all of you know a lot of the stuff yeah. is like it continues on, and then the post release stuff is like more things I want to do to drag out the release that I don't necessarily have to do when the book comes out. So that can be like blog tours and Goodreads giveaways and everything like that. 
So once you've got hard copies, because I, I noticed you've got quite a few, do you put them out to the bookstores yourself or um, how do you go about getting the hard copies out there? I um first off, I give a lot out to people I meet. I'm just like, hey, you want a free book? And um, you know, if I have any friends, I like tend to like, you know, give them gifts and stuff. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I do sometimes go into bookstores and I introduce myself and I'd be like, you know, hey, if you ever want to have me in this event, like if you ever want, you know, me to do a book signing, like I'd really love to. Um, I try not to do that too much because I also don't want to like overwhelm the bookstores because I don't want to like, you know, drop off a mm -hmm. whole box of my books and be like, here you go. Instead, you know, I try to go. Oh. And just really talk to them and also like, you know, support the bookstores because I love books. So I love buying books. Yeah, me too. In terms of the marketing, um, obviously you use TikTok in terms of social media for that. So do you do a lot of antici anticipation posts and a lot of um, engagement? Do you, do you do things like asking people to take pictures with their physical copy or anything like that? How Do you do anything like that? Yeah, I do a lot of that. I um. I tend to do a lot of like giveaways on social media for each book and I'll always try to like, you know, whenever, whoever wins, I'm like, hey, you know, if you could make a post, that would be super great. Otherwise, I do a lot of, I do, I also do a lot of artwork contests and stuff, you know, get people to draw art and they tend to post their art too. And that's super helpful. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I make just a ton of posts. I also, one thing I did, this was my first time ever doing this, and I thought it was really fun, is I posted a little snippet of the cover first, and then I said the full cover reveal is on this date. And then um, oh. I had like this whole countdown going on until the actual release date of just the cover. And how many books have you got in the process at the moment that you're working on? So the book that I have coming out is going to be number 15 of the books I have published, but then unpublished. I have, oh gosh, I have to count that. I know how many I've written in total, and I do not know how many are on. I mean, I will count that because there's, um, and there's these two. I have a lot. So I have around, let's see, so if I have 15 published, I think I've, I've written, I'm currently writing number 28 total. So I have. Nice you know, around 10 to 12 more still in the backlog, you know, of those, yep. some of them are completed. So. Wow. So there are a lot of young people who would like to get their books out there and get them published. What advice would you give them? Go for it. It sounds like so silly, but seriously, just do it. Because I, you know, a lot of the time, you know, the big thing that's holding people back is fear. The only way you're going to get over that fear is just to do it and get your book out there. And, you know, you are maybe going to get some not nice people, but you're also going to have, you know, at least one person's going to read it and hopefully think it's their favorite book. And just remembering that, that like, you know, someone out there needs this book, you know, yeah. and then, you yeah. know, like there's someone who's going to really read this book and just love it. And it's not going to matter if anyone dislikes it because there's someone who's like needed to read this book. And did you have, well, I can say it's obviously, but that's not necessarily true. Did you have a lot of support from your parents in this yeah. whole process as well? Yeah. yeah, I did. Can you say a little bit about that? Or? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, for the most part, it's like I didn't need help as much as I just needed that, like, motivation. Like, um, you know, early on when I was writing that first book, I was like, 
you know, oh, am I a good writer? I don't know if I can do this. And my parents were just like, yeah, of course you can. And that was really important. And that was very much what I needed because I would just be so afraid, you know, but just someone telling you like, it's going to be okay. It's so important. And so is this what's, is this your career now, do you think? I hope so. Yeah. I think like, this is really what I want to do when I grow up. This is what I love doing. I've just always loved writing and creating like things just for as long as I can remember. So I really can't imagine doing anything else. And what about the screenwriting part? Do you see yourself making films? Yeah, I think um, along with writing, screenwriting is something I can I would really enjoy doing. I went to a screenwriting program in New York um, over the summer and it was super fun. It's a very different process than the writing process, but at the core, it's the same. You know, you're creating a story. It's just written in a completely different format. And is there anything else that you think is important that someone should know about, about writing and about really getting their work out there? Hmm. I always say that like you're never too old or too young to write a book. And I think that's like super important for people to remember because a lot of people typically don't remember that. And a lot of people, I hear so many people that are like, oh, you know, I'm too old to write a book. I should have done this when I was younger. And on the other hand, I hear a lot of people my age, like, oh, I'm too young. I can just do this when I'm older. But really, if you want to write a book and you feel like you, you know, something you want to do, mm. it's a good time to do it. I remember being told when I was younger and probably about 15, 16, wanting to write a book. And I was told to wait a little bit longer to get more life experience. Has that been a, I suppose it's a different time because we've all got a lot of life experience over the last three years, I think. Um, but has that, do you, do you ever feel that that's held you back in terms of, you know, connecting your characters and shaping your characters at all? Not entirely. Sometimes, you know, particularly like when I'm writing my older characters, I'll be like, oh, well, how would they act? Um, this was especially prevalent when I was younger that I had some characters who are older, but I still felt like they acted like kids. And that's just because they were acting how I acted, um, you know, at that age. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, now, you know, when I'm writing younger characters, I really have to think back and I have to be like, oh, well, would they say this or would they do this? Because now, you know, I tend to write my younger characters. They tend to talk how I talk. But of course, you know, I'm 15. These characters are like 10 and 11 and 12. They're not going to act like that. Mm -mm. Do you do a lot of research around your characters? It depends on the character. Really, you know, sometimes I'll have to like talk to people who might know more about like what those characters are going through or how they identify. Otherwise, I just try to think about how, you know, like it just kind of all from my head. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, it's been absolute pleasure. And yeah, I wish you every success. Well, you've already so much success. So I just wish you continued Thanks. success. Well, Thank you so much, Shanti. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with friends. And if you could leave a review, that would be so, so helpful. Please subscribe. And if you need any of the details, they're in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. This is Heather Masters, and this is the Choosing Happy Podcast.